Welcome, 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 y'all. My name's Meredith, and I am going to be the person running this podcast. I'm an addict in recovery, and as of right now, I have over three years and eight months clean, and I'm 21 years old. I have been clean this time around since I was 18, so that means I've been clean through college, and I'm still in college, and the horror stories of that are going to be for another episode, but I just wanted to start this by saying, like, my terminology um, for not using substances is going to be clean. I know a lot of people use sober. I'm in a 12-step program, and we say clean because we think that clean refers to all drugs and alcohol. So I prefer the term clean, so that's what that's going to mean when I say that. Um, I really wanted, like, a platform just to speak about my experiences, maybe to reach other young people in recovery. Um, This is a safe space, so if you are, like, maybe interested in getting clean or you already have some clean time, anything like that, maybe you're in a 12-step program and just, like, looking for something to listen to, this is for you. So I will give y'all a little bit of my backstory. Um... I first got clean when I was 16. I started using substances when I was 12. And um, I was in a 12-step program different than the one I'm in now. And wasn't doing all the work. Wasn't taking suggestions that were given to me. My sponsor dropped me and I ended up relapsing for a few years. So this time around, I got clean at 18 years old. I hit my rock bottom um, when I got clean this time about three over three years ago and um, I was in my first week of high school and there was a drug dog and they had found drugs in my car and I ended up getting kicked out of the high school and then of course me thinking in my mind like oh there's no way this is gonna happen again and with the addict mindset that like man I really can't fucking stop um, I got sent to the alternative school, and then I had gotten caught again within two weeks and arrested. So, like, I remember that second time just sitting in jail, like, coming off that high and reality just kind of sinking in, and I'm like, what the fuck is my wife? Like, what has this shit come to? And at that point, I was just like, something has got to change. And, like, the only common denominator in all the things that have gone wrong is me. Luckily, I had already been exposed to some some different ways to get clean, and um, I decided to step back into the rooms and go balls to the wall, give it my all, and just this time I was planning to do the work. So that's just like the very little short snippet I tell people when they're like, why did you get clean? We'll definitely get into more details and stuff that's happened in my life later. Um, I just look back on my life and realize that I was lying about every single thing in my life. Um, I was stealing like crazy. Um, I just had like no morals and I was like literally not able to do what I was supposed to and what was expected of me in life. I look back and it seems like Every moment I wasn't high, I was looking for when I was going to get high or where are the drugs so I can go get high now. And I'm going to try not to talk about specific substances in this podcast because I know that can be triggering for some people. But um, 
and it's it's just not really that important. Like when people ask me like what was my DOC, my drug of choice, I'm just like, well, why does it matter? Because I haven't been that person in almost four years. So let's talk about who I am today. You know what I mean? So those were some of the, or just like one or two of like the small things that happened in my life that were just like big determining moments for me and just like deciding like, okay, I need to turn my life around. On top of that, like I look back now and it's just like, I was all the people I called my friends, I was just using them. Like I would, I would steal stuff from my friends and help them look for it. Like I was literally that person. I had one friend um, that I remember I just used her for her house because my parents were super strict. So they would call my friend's parents at that age and be like, hey, like, what are y'all doing? And they would give them the lowdown. And I was friends with that friend, partly because her mom would lie to my mom um, about what we were doing and her mom would let us throw parties. So yeah, just like being a liar, a stealer, and just like using people for my own benefit. Like I was just a fucked up person. And I do want to say, like, how did I get this far in recovery is definitely going to be that, like, I think about my recovery every single day. Let me preface this by saying recovery is my term instead of sobriety. And so, like, there's so many things you can do in one day. Like, for me, it's either meditating, it's either praying, it's either um, doing step work, it's either calling my sponsor, it's either going to a meeting, it's either being of service to other people. There's so many ways you can focus on your recovery without even, like, focusing on your recovery. I'm using quotation marks on my fingers, but you can't see that. But yes, basically, I just stay plugged in. I don't let myself isolate. If I don't want to go out to a meeting or fellowship with people, I know that's when I need to do it the most. And man, let me tell you, at the age of 21, it is so hard to balance a, being a full-time student, having a part-time job, being a dog mom, being of service, going to meetings, doing my step work, cleaning my apartment, being a soccer coach, volunteering for the nonprofit I volunteer for, etc., etc. But I do want to get into that nonprofit because if you were here and you were seeking recovery um, or just some harm reduction, like you're not willing to give up using, I want you to do it safely. And so for this nonprofit that I volunteer for, it's called the Matt Adams Foundation. And so our website is mattadamsfoundation.org. And we give out free fentanyl testing strips, free needles, and free Narcan slash naloxone. If you go to the website, um, there's a button you can press and it'll text us. This is all confidential and we will never give your information to anybody. But if you lost my train of thought because my dog walked in. But... Um, you could text us. It's 100% confidential. It's 100% free. We will either ship this stuff to you if you're not within our range, which is like the Northwest Arkansas area, or we will or we'll ship it to you. So we'll either deliver it or ship it to you. Either way, it's free of charge to you. Um, the founder, her name is Brittany. She is absolutely amazing. Um, it's very sad how this all got started, but she had a brother. Of course, his name is Matt Adams. And, um, he was clean for about five years and then he relapsed and he overdosed and he died. And it is such a sad story, but it is so amazing what she has done to make this a good thing. She has her own job and she spends like nearly all of her free time helping out with um, this nonprofit and for addicts that need 
clean equipment and just like um, want to not die in the process and not have an accident happen basically. So yes, if you are interested in that, if you're still using and um, want to do it safely, the website is mattadamsfoundation.org. And like I said, it's 100% confident confidential. We won't tell anyone. Um, it only goes to the volunteers numbers and I'm one of them. So like you will be good, I promise. But like while we're on the topic of being in service, of being of service, um, it is one of the things that has helped me the most in my recovery. And I think that's because like in my addiction, I was literally only focused on myself. And so like the opposite of that was would be being selfless and helping other people out. And one of my biggest passions today is just helping other people who are struggling with substance abuse because, you know, like I've been there and like for a long time, I had a resentment against therapists who tried to help me um, through my addiction and stuff because like in my head, it was like you therapists only know the science and what you've read in a book about addiction. Like you've never been through it. You don't know what's actually going on in my head. You don't know about like all the little ins and outs of it. You just know what you've read and learned. And so like I'm getting my minor in substance abuse disorders because I want to give people the experience, like to share the experience that I've had, but I also want to know the science behind it and all of that. And so like, no, I no longer resent ther therapists or anyone like that because for all we know, they might have a loved one who had been through the same thing and that's why they're doing it. And just being of service is so rewarding. Like um, one of the service, one of the service things I do is um, when I'm home in school, we go to um, a women's prison and we just bring like a meeting there and it is so heartwarming and like all the girls that are there they really want to be there and it's I don't know it just nothing makes me happier than just like seeing people want to get better so one of the things I do want to get into while I'm still on this intro podcast is like I mentioned that I first got clean when I was 16 and I think one of the reasons I relapsed of course there were a few um, was that I didn't drop all the people that were using drugs. Like I was still hanging out with people who were, use, ugh, who were using drugs right in front of me. And like one of the sayings I've heard is like, if you hang out in a barber shop, you're going to end up getting a haircut. And so like eventually that's what happened. Like I can be so strong in my recovery or whatever, but like the longer you hang out with those people, the more likely you are to relapse. And so this time around, I think why I've stayed clean so long is that the first thing I did was drop anyone that used and I went to like 85 meetings in 90 days. It's suggested that you go to 90 in 90 days, but I was close. But um, as I went to those meetings every single day, I started meeting the same people and seeing the same people. And I stayed after the meetings to talk to them and get to know them. And that's where I like first started building up my support group. And keep in mind, like I was 18 when I got clean this time around, like when I came in the rooms, I was focusing on all the differences rather than the, rather than the similarities. And the biggest difference being that there's like a 20-year age gap between me and the youngest person in here. And so when people from the outside look at me and they see me hanging out with like a 48-year-old person, they're like, okay, like, is this a sugar daddy relationship? And no, it's not. Because of this whole situation, like, I had to learn to um, be comfortable around older people and just... You know, like, we do have stuff in common. But with that in time, like, the more I kept going, I started seeing some younger people. 
and like now they're some of my best friends. It seems like the friendships I have today versus the ones in my addiction, like the ones I have today are just more genuine. Like they care about me and my well-being and how I'm feeling and they don't ask for anything in return. And that's the same like vice versa. Like I don't ask for anything in return. I genuinely want the best for them. Um, and it's just crazy to see how far I've come, even in just relationships. One of the cool things I would say about recovery is like, of course, the growth, like I could have never imagined myself being the person I am today back then. And from my experience, I've kind of noticed that like the more I'm working on myself and the more I'm bettering myself, the better people I'm attracting. So let that just be a little food for thought. I'm going to sum up this episode because I don't want to get too far into everything. Um, my life is long and I could go on forever and ever. But if you listened all the way through, I thank you so much for listening. And if you're trying to get clean, I'm here and I support you every step of the way. You can do it. If you put the work in, you can do it. All right, y'all, I hope you have a great day and be the best version of yourself you can be.